Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve, and you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin. Steven. You wrote something for our opener this week, and I have no idea what it is. You wrote The Case of the Surprise Kid. Well, I was more wanting to talk about how you shot five weddings in a matter of 14 days. But uh, yeah, so the wedding I had uh, this past weekend, we try to go into a wedding the most prepared we can. Um, I don't know about you, but we like to have all our bases covered. And we knew that the couple had a child going into the engagement session and going into the wedding. And then... Right before the ceremony, the mother of the groom, uh, there's this little girl sitting next to her. And I said, oh, who's this? And she turns to my wife and said, oh, this is the groom's kid. And I'm like, oh, okay. And my wife and I are just like, what? (laughs) The groom has another kid? Like, is she just saying that to like throw us off? Or So I quickly ran to the bride's suite because we'd been doing all these photos before the ceremony, you know family photos, all this stuff, never once including this other daughter. Mm -hmm. And I said to the bride of like, Hey, I don't know how else to say this other than it just being straight out awkward is, is uh, your soon to be husband. Does he have another daughter? Mm -hmm. And she was like, Oh, did she come? And I was like, uh, yeah, (laughs) you never told us that he had another daughter. And it was just, like, real awkward. Apparently, like, none of his family likes him. And so none of them RSVP'd. That he didn't think any of them were going to come, including uh, his ex letting his daughter come. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, they never told me about it uh, because they just assumed none of them would be there. And so, yeah, it was like, and she was like, oh, yeah, and she hates me. So I was like, well, this is going to be the most fun. Yeah, I called it the case of the surprise kid because it was like, oh, hey, you have another daughter and we should probably do family photos with her so that she doesn't look back in 15 years and say, why am I not in the wedding photos? That's that's absolutely crazy that, wow. guess if you don't think the daughter's going to come, why bother telling your photographer you have another daughter and putting that daughter in the uh, family photos and stuff? Right. But so I guess the daughter arrives, wouldn't you say something? When you're I doing know, family well, photos, wouldn't you be like, hey, pull her yeah, in? Like, hey, that, that girl sitting right there in the front row, that that's my kid. So now from on, from every single wedding I shoot, while we're doing the photos, I guess I'm just going to have to look at them and be like, is there any secret children? <laughs> yeah. Are there any kids here that belong to you that you have not told us about? <laughs> Do I need to go check the closets? Do I need to go check the restrooms? Like, is there a child hiding somewhere that should be in these photos? That's kind of what it felt like. Oh, man. But did you get some family photos eventually then? Yeah. So I got um, I got a, a photo. Her daughter, the daughters. So they had a daughter together and uh, they do not get along. So I didn't necessarily get a great one of all four of them. Uh, but I did get a good photo of him and just her uh, when she was leaving the reception. So I was glad that I kind of forced that shot to happen. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I'm proud of you. What a what, uh, what, stay on your feet. Keep the ball rolling. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting wedding for sure. You could just feel all of this negative energy coming from the groom side of the family. 
Because they hated him. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. It was uh it was really awkward. But the bride didn't care. Um I don't know. I I kind of feel like once you have a kid with someone and you're kind of like over it, you're like, well, this is how it is, you know. No, I, I mean, really you ca- can't say that because obviously somebody else had a kid with them. Right. Yeah, and I don't know anything about that situation or what, you know, what that was like or mm-hmm. So it was just uh, awkward. So this whole conversation is something I expect before the episode gets released. You're going to be like, hey, can we cut that whole thing out just in case one of my clients ever listens to this? Is that is that going to happen to me, Dustin? Nope. So, Dustin? I'm full transparency here at the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. I hold nothing back. You guys, no censorship on my end. I tell it like it is. Do you want to move on to follow-up or... No, I want to know about how the hell you shot five weddings in two weeks in this heat and you're still alive. Well, you know, my jacket was stolen at one of the weddings, so uh, it wasn't quite as hot the rest of them. I only own one jacket, Stephen Van Elk. One jacket man. I just had to switch to a different suit combination. I went with my uh, my tweed jacket, my gray tweed jacket, and my blue pants for uh, some of the weddings. You know, I didn't get any bathroom selfies in all five of those weddings, so I was a little, <laughs> well, little disappointed. Dustin, when you're shooting five weddings that are all outdoors and you're extremely dehydrated because it's like 95 degrees uh, and it's super humid, you don't end up using the restroom ever. It's crazy how that works. That is nuts. I couldn't imagine. I mean, is, correct me if I'm wrong, wrong, but Jen, were all five of those with Jen? Nope. Because Jen only does like 20, 25 a year. And so if she does a fifth of her weddings in in a matter of five days or a matter of two weeks, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically she did four weddings. I did four weddings. So there's one wedding week. One, one day we are split separated from each other dun 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 it's okay she survived without me man i don't know how she would (laughs) uh jen shoots a lot without me i don't shoot a lot without her we're trying to change that this year how's the uh how's the backlog how's the editing going on that That, uh the first three weddings clogged up train track the the first week, the first three weddings, uh, Jen had all three of them edited and out the door by Friday morning of the nice. uh, that week. And this week we have two of the weddings. Both of the weddings that we shot this last weekend have been cold, and more than likely Jen will edit them tomorrow. We've just been really busy this week, so she hasn't been able to get around to it. We're supposed to be at the the zoo near you today, buddy. I know, man. I was hoping to see your pretty face. It didn't happen because it's raining all day. I know, but it's making my yard look super good. So now are we ready to move on to follow up? Trademark John Syracuse. Follow it up, baby. Have you been watching the World Cup, Steve? Uh, nope. Don't nope. care. Nope. nope. Don't even care. Doesn't. I have not been able to watch any games yet, but I have been watching the uh, highlight reels and stuff. I've been working during every single game. The- such a liar you cared so much about this world cup and then you're not even watching it i was super pumped though uh my i'm in like a text group with some of my friends from college and we're all like soccer fans we play fantasy uh, premier league together and um if you know anything about the premier league you know that there's one striker who is just uh so much better than the rest i would say personally and if uh, you pay attention you know who i'm talking about it's the boy who lived that's right harry kane himself 
And the other day, during England's first game in the World Cup, Harry Kane, the boy who lived, scored two goals against Tunisia. All right, moving on. Uh, uh, so doesn't Harry, Harry Kane is called the boy who lived, and that is a Harry Potter reference. So yeah. for everybody out there who listens to our podcast and doesn't care about soccer but loves Harry Potter, now you have somebody to cheer for, and he plays for England. Jump on that bandwagon with me. Come on, guys. Yeah, but no one understands the Harry Potter reference, Stephen. The, the boy who lived. No, I understand the reference, but why is he called the boy that lived? <laughs> Pretty certain it has to do with the fact that his name's Harry. He's from England. And that maybe maybe Harry Kane, somebody tried to kill him when he was younger. Maybe he has a <laughs> lightning bolt scar somewhere on his head. I don't know. On his leg. <sighs> yeah. All I know is you put him on your team, and uh, when you know that he's got a game against a really crappy team, like one of the teams that uh, just moved up from first league to Premier League, you make Harry Kane your triple captain that week. Triple captain. And people who don't play fantasy Premier League are going to just have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But trust me, it's a, it's a good, good idea. You play fantasy soccer? Yeah. Harry Kane oh scored my, over two, oh 100 goals goodness. for Tottenham. I've heard it all now. I've heard it all. Uh, speaking of all this time you have on your hands, have you bought a Nintendo Switch yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to so bad, but I have not. I've, in my ADD fashion where i'm like oh i'm done looking at wedding photos for a hot second i'm like tipping over to amazon i'm like oh how much are those because i've never actually looked at them before until you drop that little poison bomb into my brain about how we're both going to have one by the end of the year i mean i bet we will but we now just don't I have them might, yet. might have a amazon cart full of controllers and nintendo switch and games and all the accessories and bullshit Nice. I'm proud of you, buddy. I haven't go, ordered go it. Go ahead no. and click buy. No, nope. I'm not going to do it till you do it. Dustin, we want to move on to beer talk. Beer talk for the water talk. I'm Dustin, still Dustin on my wa- diet, Steve, so I'm still drinking water, but I would love to live vicariously through you and know what delicious nectar of the gods you might be drinking tonight. This week I'm drinking a Upland Wheat Ale straight from Bloomington, Indiana. That's right, it's another great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Elk. Steve Van Elk. Upland's one of those breweries that it's just like, it feels like you've always drank it ever since, you know, high school. Yeah. Whenever you started drinking. What did you drink junior high for you, Dustin? Um, I believe it went sort of breast milk, then beer, and then solids for me. Beer breast milk? Is that how beer, it started? Beer breast beer milk. Breast. Beer, butter beer breast milk. It a beer breasted mama. <laughs> beer breast mama. Okie dokie then. <laughs> Dustin, first up on our topics, do you want to talk about the photo guides I posted into our Facebook group? Are you logged into the Facebook group so you can actually see this? If, for those of you out there that don't know, Steve is referencing our super secret Facebook group. Now, not just the public facing group that you know you might think you're looking at uh, called the Wedding Photo Hangover. This is the super secret one called the Wedding Hangover group uh, where things that we discuss are more private, more discreet, uh, and more relatable. Ooh, so discreet. 
So jump on over there, jump in there, get in on the conversations. Uh, Steve and I typically, more Steve than I, uh, drop little uh, little tidbits before we go live with our podcast. Uh, so this week I was uh, perusing another Facebook group and somebody dropped into it some guides to help out beginning photographers with their wedding photography. One of them is a guide of shots you have to get on the wedding day. And the other one is a guide of poses for engagement shoots. Yeah, I don't know. I think that they're good little baselines for uh, someone who's completely uh, fresh to the Mm. game so fresh like get the photo of the dress hanging get the photo of the shoes mm, Dustin did you look at the guide that I found so the guide goes through and it says the gown the couple to kiss the bridesmaids and the cake and I don't want to be too picky about this but when did this come out out this guide who when did somebody make this because illustrations are really good (laughs) why would you put the bridesmaids but you wouldn't put the groomsmen why would you put the bridal party that irrelevant it is totally relevant irrelevant some of these uh gifs you found for the facebook group are Especially that guy with the pointy teeth. No, 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 no. We're staying. We're not. We're, we'll get, sorry. We're going to get to Leap Day Williams later. Right Distracted. now, we're talking about the guides. So the first thing, uh, I just I went ahead and threw this up in the thing. And I said, people could go ahead and comment. And we would read some of our favorite comments. Oh, okay. Or things that people had said. So, Dustin, did you take a time to look through anything that anybody said? Uh, Nope. I can read one, though. Uh, go for it. Read read the first one you see. Ja- Jackie Santana, loyal listener of the show, Jackie Santana says, the fact that someone thinks there should be a standard shots you should get other than just try to document every moment you can bothers me. Now, if a couple asks for something specific, I'm happy to do it, but if a couple you know, has a must get a candid photo of mother and the bride. What if there is no mother? What if the bride's mothers aren't together for prep? Which, you know, side note, I have had happen just this weekend, by the way. Um, The bride wanted to do, didn't have a dad in the picture, didn't ask why. And uh, she wanted to have a first look with her mom. So she got dressed separately. Ooh, Um, very cool. I like that. Now sliding back in. Am I for slide back in? Back into Jackie Santana's. Mm, no, you can't say. It. I said slide back in, and you're like back into Jackie Santana. <laughs> That's just you can't do that. Am I forced? <sighs> do I force moments that I'm really so, didn't happen? So sorry, Jackie. I'm so sorry. And then she kind of goes on to say these graphics are terrible. So for those of you out there <laughs> that are. would like to see these, <laughs> please join our group. We don't sound needy or desperate at all. Um, And you can check these out. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it feels like one page of a book and we're not seeing the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I assume that there's more to this. And as far as the sketches go of the engagement session poses idea, I mean, it's just, just to give you ideas. It's not a standard. 
So I would say the sketches of the engagement poses, it looks more like somebody actually did an engagement shoot and then they rasterized all the photos and made them black and white. Kind of like the uh, the movie A Scanner Darkly, just A Scanner Darkly is not black and white, but like they actually had people act everything out and then they rasterized the whole thing and animated it. That's kind of what it looks like to me. It's got this creepy effect, which worked really well in A Scanner Darkly, because that is a kind of creepy, cool, like, paranoid movie. But in this, it just looks so weird. So, Dustin, the the reason I, I decided to share these guides and, um, you know, <laughs> listener... Listener, and I hope people realize I'm not just doing this because she's my wife, but she kind of, you know... She knows my brain pretty well, and she knows exactly what I was thinking when I posted these, which is uh, Jennifer Van Elk writes, and WTF, the cake, against a, the cake against a neutral background. Have they ever been to a wedding? When is a cake against a neutral background? And there is no way I'm taking a photo of the bridesmaids fighting over the bouquet or waist down shots of the shoes unless they are in some sort of crazy costume. Steven, did you time travel and pull this wedding guide from 2010? So Jen knows me pretty well, and she gets me, and she knows that I specifically picked these guides because they just seem so incredibly outdated, and for somebody to be posting these for, like, new people. Like, I just went through this, and I was just like, bride partially posed on a neutral background? Like, what does that even mean, partially posed on a neutral background? Semi-candid. What does that mean, Dustin? It's like, uh, you brought the fish to water. But then it's what she does in the water. That's up to her. You, you can bring a fish to water, but you can't teach it to drink. Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you, <laughs> glad you know what's up, Steve. So the other thing was like the dress is hung with the shoes below. This is like something that I've seen done a few times. Like Jen and I have done it a few times. But it's by no means like the way to photograph the gown. <sighs> like, why do the shoes have to be below it? Like, the shoes could be on the side. The shoes could be anywhere. Like, most of the time we photograph the shoes separately from the the dress. Also, they call it the gown. And it's like, seriously, it's not like the 1900s. We call it a wedding dress now, not a gown. Ah, oh, man. Then it was just other stuff, like the shoe portrait that just really set me off. Like, what the F? And as Jen pointed out, the bridesmaids fighting for the bouquet. Seriously? Like... But then I think the thing that really got me was uh, a romantic kiss under a veil. Like, that's just so played out, I feel like. I, f I cannot stand those shots anymore. And the bridesmaids posed on steps with bouquets. Like, when you're doing you have shots to seek, the to seek out steps. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, that was the thing that set me off and that's why I posted this thing. It wasn't just guides in general and specifically this guide that was just rubbing me so wrong. Oh, no one wants to rub you wrong, Steve. <laughs> Thanks, Dustin. Or like the kiss part where it's like a blink and you'll miss it. Peck on the lips. And it's like, what does that even mean? A, B, like you're trying to shoot a kiss, like make them hold it. They they hold hold it. It. But the thing that set me off about the engagement thing was the one where they're standing and they're like smashing their hips, their pelvises together, but then like they're leaning back away from each other. And that's yeah. like the most awkward pose in the world. 
It looks like you're trying to rub genitals, but you don't want your faces too close. And I don't know about you, Dustin, but when I rub genitals... I don't rub genitals. I'd like to have my face close. That's gross. Ucky. Ucky. Ucky? Is that is that what Charlie says when she means yucky? Nope. That's what I say. Because <laughs> Nora says guck. Guck. I like that one better. And the other shot for the engagement poses that they had that I just could not abide by is a photo of the guy down on one knee. Do you ever do that at an engagement session? Yeah. Why? Because sometimes every now and then we'll go back to the spot where he proposed for the, one of the locations and he'll be like, Oh, let's reenact our, I mean, cause I never know what to do when they're like, Oh, this is actually where he proposed. And I'm like, oh, let's like reenact the proposal. You say that? I always kind of say it in sort of this like sarcastic slash serious way where I'm like, I don't really want to do it, but let me feel out if they want to do it. Because I'm like, what else are you going to do in the place they propose? Like, That's right, everybody. This is actually a guide that Dustin McKibben made. And he is like, first off, we're going to go to our place you proposed and get the guy down on one knee. He's going to propose real nice and good. Then, why is the Southern, why is the southern then, people always then, have to be the ignorant ones? Then ne- next up, Dustin, this is you. This is just my impression of how you talk. Next up, after, after we get that good proposal shot, um, make sure you bring your genitals like real close together. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be awkward for anyone to see. No, 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 no. All genitals are created equally, so I don't care what you've got down below, if you know what I mean. Let's bring them together, park them together there. Beep, beep, beep. Don't be shy. I mean, that is assuming that there is a truck and a garage. You don't know that. There could be two trucks. There could be two garages. Let's get both of you down on one knee. Let's both propose together. Yeah, seriously. Why can't the lady be down on one knee in that photo? Hey, I'm all the one. I'm all about, you know, women's empowerment. If you look (laughs) through these photos, you'll notice almost every single one of the poses that they do, they have the girl doing something. And then, like, if you look down later, it'll be like the guy's doing something similar. So it's like the girl's behind the guy with like her her arm wrapped around him, like giving him a hug from behind or whatever. And then, like, later on in the thing, it's like the guy's behind the girl wrapping his arm around her. So, like, the thing that really sticks out to me about the proposal shot is it's just the guy down on one knee. And I just feel like if you can't do it both ways, don't do it at all. I'm all about doing it always, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Gosh. I just bring up one weird photo with genital smashing, and the next thing I know, Dustin's off on this sexual revolution. <laughs> Exploring sexual revolution. His, his mind body. Mind, body, and soul, baby. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to move on. Our Moving next, on. Our next topic comes from listener Sally Psycho, who tweeted at us from her account at Photo on the Twitters. Sally shared with us a Reddit post. It's called 10% Photography, 90% Comedy. Dun, dun, dun. And it says, wedding photographers, what are your great one-liners for getting genuine emotions from your subjects? And it's sort of, uh, I don't know, did you want to read some of these? Yeah, yeah. I thought we could kind of peruse through, read off some of the ones that we just feel like are the best. And then uh, maybe, Dustin, you could hit me up with some of yours because I know that you are all about the one-liners on the wedding day. Yeah, the thing with my one-liners, though, is, like, I don't really, like, keep tabs with them. My brain, it just that sort of... That is not true at all, because when I tried to get you to do this 
with me last week on the episode, because this is a leftover topic from last week, Dustin actually told me he couldn't do it because he was afraid that his intern, whose wedding he is shooting, would know all of his best lines by the time he shot her wedding. So you have one-liners. I know you got one-liners. Yeah, I have like sort of a stock pile of ones that I know that I say, but I don't necessarily have, you know... Some that are as funny as these ones on this article. Mm, okay, Dustin. Uh, you know what? What? What's? What's reaching out to you? What? What's grabbing well, one, you? One of the one. One of the ones I saw on here that I thought was pretty good was, uh, you know, for the solo groom or bride shot. Say to them as you're posing them or getting ready to take the picture. This one will be great for your Tinder profile. And then you know, then you get that genuine crack up smile. No, you didn't like that one? <laughs> I just thought it'd be really funny to stay silent. I actually didn't like that one very much. I feel like it's kind of weird on the wedding day to make jokes about the bride or the groom, you know, get, hooking up with other people. Like, that's that's just weird. That's like a no-no. Like, if, if you hear somebody do a joke like that in a speech, like the best man or the maid of honor, you would groan and be like, oh, please don't. Hey, let's talk about all the people you've hooked up with in the past before you get married. Like, that's what this joke kind of makes me let's, feel like. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about you and... How's that song? Biology. Biology. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about biology. Um, but what, 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 was, what was one of your favorite ones? Uh, I mean, my actual, my absolute favorite one from this list, and we'll, we'll drop a link to this in the uh, show notes if anybody wants to check it out. My absolute favorite one is probably the most terrible one uh, on this, and it's not really even, it's not really even the uh, the the thing the person says that's so terrible. It's one of the responses to it. So the person said, the photographer told my wife to whisper the sexiest vegetable in my ear. And it cracked us up. And then some people were like, oh, would she whisper and stuff like that or something? I assume those comments got deleted. But somebody says, don't leave us hanging as far as like, what is the thing? And somebody else responded that when the photographer said, whisper the sexiest vegetable in my ear, uh, the wife said to him, Stephen Hawking. Oh my, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which would have been really funny a few months ago when Stephen Hawking was alive and is now, I mean, it's still funny. It's just so terrible. That is pretty terrible. Another good one was kumquat, but that's uh, you know, that's a fruit. That's not a vegetable. I like to stick, if I'm, if I'm talking sexiest vegetables, Dustin, and I think you know we're always talking sexiest vegetables here on the Wedding Photo Hangover. This is basically a world's sexiest vegetable podcast right here. And well, that's I'm, our subcategory right there. It goes <laughs> wedding photography and then culinary vegetable classic. And, you know, I'm all about the eggplant. I think that is by far the sexiest vegetable out there. Would you agree? Or are you thinking more of maybe like a cucumber, a zucchini, huh? I'm uh, more of a kiwi guy. That's a fruit. Just like you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, you oh, opened the gosh. door right there. Oh, I'm going to murder you in your sleep one of these days. Now, my next uh, my next favorite thing was when um, somebody just wrote, I had a, one wedding I worked where the bride and groom were relatively crass. So I just decided to yell, dicks, at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Oh, man. 
I had a I had a photo shoot I was doing the other day. This is it wasn't it wasn't a wedding. It was uh, I was photographing a house for a builder, and they were uh, waiting for their uh, um, cabinet guy to get there to put the handles on the uh, kitchen cabinets. And uh, he was an Amish guy, and they were both like calling him, and he wasn't there. And so I just ended up having to photograph the kitchen without handles. And uh, I made the comment, I hope he didn't get in a horse accident. And nobody laughed. And I was like, Were you oh, making man. an Amish joke? <laughs> I thought I was, but then I was wow, like, Wow, that's that... tasteless, Dustin. That's tasteless. I was like, Wow, that's, that's almost made... as bad as the Stephen Hawking joke in the Reddit <laughs> forum. I was like, Wow. It's just like, Yeah, there was like the builder, the project manager, and like the, like a realtor, and I, they're all like sitting around the kitchen island. And uh, I'm like, I hope he didn't get in a horse accident. And they all just kind of looked at me and I was like, all right, I'm uh, going to keep photographing now. Every week we do this podcast together. And I think to myself, I can change Dustin. I can make him a better person. I can turn him <laughs> into a better man. And every week you prove to me that'll never happen. Yeah. Well, I was trying to imply that obviously he didn't get into a car accident on the way there. Because, uh, you know, he can't drive. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Bad joke. It was a bad joke. <laughs> So what what are your some of Stephen patent pending Van Elk? I don't know. Maybe from here on out we just call me Sisyphus because you're the boulder I'm trying to roll up the hill and it's just never gonna happen. Mm, I'm getting lighter oh, though. Gosh. The boulder's getting lighter. Yeah, yeah, you are. Doesn't <laughs> looks like he's lost about twenty pounds. He looks deathly ill. I never said I was trying to lose weight and look good. Just lose weight. <laughs> so my patented uh, thing to get the bride and groom to laugh when I'm shooting photos of them is I just say, all right, now get real close together. Now hug. Mm -hmm. Now if we can smash those genitals together, and that always gets a real big laugh out of them. Mm, that's one of my favorite ones too. Though sometimes I have to leave the room after I say that. I just, I bring one of those little Bose speakers and I put the wedding photo hangover podcast on really loud and I just play oh, gosh, it the whole is this wedding just day. going to be a circle jerk for the rest of the yes. time? Yeah. I mean, yes. I like it. I'm getting jerked here, but geez, Dustin, do our listeners want to hear this? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of ones I use that are like I do at every wedding. Um, you know, like the classic like forehead to forehead shot. Uh, whenever I do that one, I always say, I'm pretty sure this is how babies are made. And then that always mm. gets like a little giggle, a little laugh. Pretty much the babies are made is like one I use at every photo session. Dustin, can wedding. you explain to us how babies are made? So it's a conehead reference. I know it is, Dustin. I know that you're you're too young for that, but uh, in coneheads, when they put their, their coneheads together, uh, that's how they reproduce. And there's some electrical sparks that come out. Mm -hmm. I am noticing as my clients get younger, though, they don't pick up the reference and it's not quite as funny. Uh, you know, luckily for me, every single wedding we shoot, when we, I always do a shot with the guys where I'm like, uh, has anybody here ever seen Mighty Ducks? Yeah, yeah, you know where I'm going, Dustin? No. Yeah, know where you're going with this, bud. Yeah. Let's do a flying V! And all the guys cheer and they're like, yeah, Steve's the greatest! <laughs> oh, God. No, nobody ever says that. But they do get excited about Mighty Ducks. Man, that was my jam back in the day. And then I'm like, Emilio! Emilio Estevez. Mm. I thought maybe we were just doing SNL stuff since you brought up the Coneheads thing earlier. No, man. That's like a real thing I do. A real thing I do. Does it work? Do you get the laughs? I do. I do. The other week I was shooting a wedding and it was a very 
conservative couple, mm. like a very, very lengthy, cons- very conservative, very, very Christian wedding. I thought you didn't do those kind of people. That's all I do. <laughs> Just that's, all, that's, all I do. <laughs> that's all I do. He says coming off of shooting a Hindu ceremony. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it, it was very, very conservative. Um, lots of talk about how they had waited for marriage during the um, the toasts and stuff that were going on and how everybody should look up to them and stuff. So then when we're out and we're doing the like photos with the bride and groom around sunset, I'm trying to get like a response from the bride and I'm just not getting anything. And then I say, I said to her, uh, go ahead and while you're standing there, just look over at your groom. And she does, and she goes, oh, I can't even see his face. And I go, yeah, but you can see all the best parts. To- <laughs> totally went out on a limb. Expected that to blow up right in my face. Yeah. And uh, instead she just goes, oh, he does have a nice tush. Oh, God. <laughs> and then we both laughed, and I got some good shots. There you go, man. It works. Going dirty works some, you know, I would say 50-50. You got some couples that just embrace it. And then I've got some couples that look at my wife like, who is this man? And she's like, I married him. Please take pity on me and give him a laugh. I married him in that dirty, dirty mouth. Do you think the reason that we don't do engagement photos where the woman gets down on one knee is because it makes people think too much about blowjobs then? Uh, I don't think so. But I would love for you to demonstrate at your next engagement session, and we'll discuss it. <laughs> I think I think we've run this one dry. Let's move on to our next topic. Uh, Dustin. Steven. I have an Instagram-related question for you about a Stop. recent photo Get that you posted. Get out of here. Not really a question for me? Yeah, Dustin. <gasps> Dustin. You let a photo of mine sift through to the interwebs? Dustin, I think you saw what I put in the show notes, and then you deleted... I didn't delete anything. ...something. Let's see. No. No, no. I haven't touched the show notes. Oh, no, no. There it is. Yeah. No, not from the show notes, from the Instagram, Dustin. Can you go ahead and click through to that link? You shared a photo of that venue you talked about the last week that doesn't yes. have AC. Now... If you would for me, Dustin, real quick, I want you to scroll down in the comments and tell me who's commented on that photo that you shared. <laughs> I commented on that photo that I Whoa, shared. Oh, Dustin, you commented on your own photo? And what did you say? I said, wow, <laughs> with a little smiley face. See, and this is why I said the whole thing about circle jerks earlier, because here we are just back to the circle jerk with Dustin again. Uh, come on, Dustin. Nobody else commented. I've given you so much crap about this before. You don't comment on your own thing. I was hoping you would at least say it was your intern who's managing your social media now. And she just wrote, wow, because she didn't realize that, you know, it was you. But no, we, why are you commenting on your own photos? Because I was trying to be ironic because nobody else commented on it. <laughs> so it was more like, wow, nobody commented on it. Not like, wow, it's a good photo. Here we go, Dustin. Oh, are you going to comment on it? Oh my gosh, here we go. I thought you were going to call me out because I did a bad job photoshopping all the fans out of the photo that we talked about in the episode. I don't even care about that. There you go. Did you see? Did you get that? Did you get a little update on your comments? Nope. I gave you an um, Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Like, wow. 
I feel like everyone that's listening to this episode should go find this photo that Steven's referencing and give us a little wow. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 I love, I love that this made, a t- made it as a topic. Yeah, because I'm going to call you out in your BS every time I see it, Dustin. How have you not picked up on that yet? <sighs> Moving on, our next topic. I jumped on Lightroom this last week. My Adobe account had been signed out. I could still use Lightroom. This is Lightroom Classic. Lightroom Classic, Classic. season. But I got a little notification letting me know I was signed out. And it said that until I signed back in to Adobe Creative Cloud, I would not be able to sync photos in Lightroom Classic. I'd still be able to use the product. I just couldn't sync my photos, sync my edits, you know? Yeah. I thought that was pretty amazing on Adobe's part. It's really savage. I mean, that's basically the reason to use Lightroom. <laughs> so you can just sync all your edits all day and it speeds up editing so much. And they're just like, hey, that one thing that you want to do, Steve, screw you. You can't do it. So for those of us who maybe aren't as tech savvy as Steven Van Elk, who runs and owns and operates an editing company, uh, walk us through what you're talking a little bit about as far as syncing up your edits. Okay, so when, when you edit a file in Lightroom... Right, which so, I'm doing right now. Okay, let's say you're editing a bunch of bunch of shots that you did. They're all in the same location or relatively same location, right? Yes. So you edit the very first photo. You get your white balance, your contrast, your preset applied, everything that you yep. want, right? Got, got all that. Yep. Now select the rest of the photos that come after it. Mm-hmm. And now press the sync button. No, I, under, I understand all that. And that syncs Whoa. all your edits over. That's what you meant by sync. Yeah. I Adobe you was meant like, taking away the ability to sync your edits across your other photos. That That is sad. I thought you meant like syncing across like computers. Because I know that there's some people that like somehow using their Adobe like Air account or whatever, mm-hmm. Adobe Cloud account, uh, they will like sync their, their libraries over computers. See, that would have made sense to me, but no. That's what I thought you were talking about, because I know you moved from a desktop back and forth to a laptop, and so I didn't know if that's what you were referencing, but for them to be like, uh, you know, we're just going to really slow you down until you get Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't get signed out of your Adobe Creative Cloud account for something like 30 or 60 days after you sign in, so like even if you didn't have Wi-Fi, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's just... Yeah, no, I've never seen a message like that. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, was that even a real message? I did not remember to screenshot it. I was just so freaked out when I saw it because I was like, I can't edit. I can't do this. I can't, I can't work like this. How do I work like this, Dustin? That was one thing I made like damn sure of before you and I went to Africa Mm -hmm. was that like I got on my laptop, got on Wi-Fi uh, and made sure I was signed in. And everything was good to go because I was like, knowing my luck, we'll get over there, no Wi-Fi, and all my Adobe software. But uh, you really need Wi-Fi in order to work. <laughs> you need to re-log in. Oh, man, that, that would have been a freaking nightmare. Dustin, do you want to head over to the drone zone? So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone.
So we're going to drop a link to this. Dustin, have you watched this video yet? I have watched this video this countless times. This is terrifying as hell. So oh, I, I thought it was so cool. Well, cool and terrifying. So they had this giant tarp that was caught on some power lines they needed to cut down. And that's very dangerous because, you know, you could get electrocuted or whatever by the power lines uh, while you're trying to do this. So instead of sending like a person up there to cut it down... They put a flamethrower on a drone, and it looks like a phantom drone going up there, and they burned it off with the flamethrower. It's de- it's it's not a phantom drone. It's it was not? some sort of. It looked like some sort of like handmade like a uh, quadcopter. Because I'm counting like one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm sorry. Um, what did you say? A handmade what copter? Because it sounded like you said quad, which means four, and then you're like one, two, three, four, five, six. Well, I thought it was four, then I was counting, and now I'm counting six propellers. So it could be the DJI Inspire? Yeah. So still still DJI, because they own drones, but yeah, no, it was crazy to me. I mean, people people joke around about weaponized drones, and like when they joke around about that, they're not talking about the real drones that are really terrifying, that really are already weaponized and have been doing drone strikes and other terrifying shit all throughout the world that is terrible. Uh, but this is like little handheld drones that like you potentially could have in your control, and people have attached a flamethrower to one. And I mean, u- utility-wise, it's pretty awesome. It's getting the job done, but it's also terrifying because, I mean, a flamethrower is a weapon mounted to a flying vehicle does that does that mean that uh power lines are flame resistant it seems like it (laughs) the power lines don't melt i imagine power lines get struck by lightning quite a bit i would i would imagine they'd have to have some sort of heat flame electricity resistance something to keep them from melting all the time but i don't know they got to be pretty well insulated yeah i don't know i'm just Curious. Dustin, next up, you dropped in the show notes something about IGTV. Now, that's Instagram TV, which just came out this week. I don't know if uh, any of our listeners have already been experimenting with it, if they've seen it. Dustin, why did you drop this in the show notes, and what are your thoughts about it? As someone who owns and operates a a uh, wedding video company, I was um, I'm always feeling this lack of ability to post lengthy content on Instagram and really uh, utilize Instagram uh, for our wedding videos. And uh, I saw this as an outlet and a way uh, to share that. Are you going to start uh, flipping all your cameras over on their side? Yeah, but apparently, after further research, you have to. Do your content vertically. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll probably be using it unless I start adding, like, black bars on either side. Yeah, no, this is not for professional videographers. It's not for wedding videographers. This is for, like, uh, the Snapchat and Vine stars of years past to have, like, a longer format video thing. Yeah, for the vloggers. Yeah, except most vloggers that I know of are shooting horizontal video. They're shooting stuff that they're going to put on YouTube. I mean, I can see why they might think that uh, vertical video on Instagram is a good idea, but I hate the way vertical video looks. I hate the way vertical photos look. I'm just not a vertical sort of person. I'm, I'm all about that horizontal. One of our couples, uh, a couple of years back, he works for an advertising agency, uh, and he was on their film production crew. And he said nothing hurt him more than when they got a huge account to shoot a bunch of Snapchat advertisements and they would walk into the studio and turn their their red epics vertically. 
He said, it just felt like something was wrong in the universe. Why would you do that when you could just do the Devon Super Tramp and get that red 8K and just shoot it horizontally? <laughs> but frame, Devin. frame for the vertical and then just cut it down to a 4K. <laughs> I don't know. They, they were shooting with uh, red epics. Do you know who Devon Super Tramp is? I don't. Oh, he, he's a, he's a, he makes videos for the YouTubes and they're all like uh, videos where you do, it's like, oh, we got a bunch of people together to go bungee jumping off this cliff and it's like a super awesome cliff and they're all going to wear crazy costumes and like they do fun stuff like that or, oh, we want to make our own Mad Max, but using uh like scene, but instead of Mad Max with like actual vehicles, like big cars and trucks, we're going to do it all with go-karts out in the desert and the u.s and they do like a bunch of like fun stuff like that they did like a mario kart one where they uh, they like made like their own mario kart like thing it'd be it's cool dustin you'd like this guy beep, beep. um can i ask you a question yeah they just popped into my mind and i was curious have you ever shot um this is the first time this has happened to us i think in a great long while have you ever shot back-to-back weekends at the same venue Oh, yeah. I don't think so. No, I don't I don't think we've gone back to back at the same venue. Just wondering so we we have that we shot at a wedding. The wedding we shot this Saturday, we're at the same place this coming Saturday. And uh just curious how you like different, you know, I was telling my wife on the way there on Saturday that it's, you know, we kind of have a routine when we shoot there because you there's there a lot. Sort of, yeah, uh, you know, it's the probably one of the nicest places in places in town. Uh, so definitely, you get a bit of a. These are the best three or four spots to go for photos mm-hmm. within walking distance nearby. Yeah, I was just just curious how you guys handle that. If you if you try to shoot each uh, wedding at different venues a little differently, or if you kind of get into a rhythm of, okay, I know this shaded spot over here is like my go-to for bridal party or. No, Jen is constantly trying to mix things up and change things and shoot in different locations. She does not like repeating herself. Uh, I mean, we do, if we're pressed for time, it's like, we know this spot works and we'll shoot there. Or if we're just like coming back for the first time in like a year or two to a location, we'll be like, we know the shot works. We'll try to do some stuff there, but we're going to keep our eye open, see if there's anything else that, you know, makes us want to shoot somewhere else. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, f- I feel like Jen is constantly pushing both of us to try to think outside the box and do more. Ooh, speaking of which, Jen got on my case because apparently I made a comment about how she hates how small the ring is that I bought her. And uh, she wanted everybody to know that she has never once complained about the size of her ring. And um, <laughs> she doesn't want people to think that that she would ever complain about that because she's just happy to be married to me. She doesn't care about things like rings. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that out. She's going to be more pissed about me putting that in than the other thing. (laughs) She told me I threw her under the bus. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't think Uh, I said anything bad. We never do. Uh, I get in trouble all the time for things I say on this podcast. Apparently so do I. Wait, you do? Mainly from you. Yeah, no, you get in trouble for things you do off the podcast on Instagram. All right, so listener... Ulysses Del Toro of the Wedding Photo Podcast wrote in about a weird scam email one of his photographer friends received. The email says 
this. It's about the wedding venue, the wedding address. Um, and he says, the distance wouldn't be much of a bother or something to worry about as my planners would be handling the location and other expenses as that's part of their services. So this is like not the first email I'm assuming. And then he says, regarding the package, we're okay with the package. I will have my financial officer mail you a certified check up front so as to secure your service fee. And I believe your services will surpass anything we've seen before. Please note, I can only make the payment for your services by having our financial officer mail you a certified check. So if agreed, please kindly get back to me with the payment details below. There, there are a few uh, grammatical errors in there that I cut out, but Dustin. It's interesting because I also got a scammy email uh, this week and I went and on uh, one of the Facebook groups and saw that a bunch of other people got the same email. What was that email? Let me see if I still have it. It was mine was from a John Peterson. Oh, Johnny. And it, and it was for a same-sex wedding, and it said, Harry and I are getting married in May and are excited to start planning. I hope it's not too late to ask if you're available to photograph our May 17th or 18th wedding of 2019. If yes, could you please uh, let me know what you offer? Obviously, we realize there are different prices, different types of shoots, lengths, etc. If you could please then uh, send a few different options, that would be great. Ideally... If the time and price work, we'd like to meet. Uh, we are planning to take a trip to run wedding errands next week. And then gave me some dates that would work for them to meet. I mean, it, so- it was the most legit sounding scam email mm-hmm. I've ever gotten. Um, but it's always a huge red flag when we get an email that doesn't come through our like wedding submission thing on our website. Oh, where'd it come from? Just like random email. Rando. And so I I thought long and hard for like way too long on like how to respond to it. Um, and I was like, I just said, hey, John, we would love to hear about your wedding. Give us a call. And then nothing. And then later that day, I saw that like five other people got the same email. And that um, they were like, yeah, this is like been recir- recycled the same email over the last like couple of years. Crazy. So the the thing I found interesting about the one that Ulysses sent over to us is that the guy said, I will have my financial officer mail you a certified check. Yeah, that kind of throws up some red flags for me. Because there's no reason why your financial officer would ever be mailing a check for a wedding. It doesn't matter what corporation you work for. Your corporation's not paying for the wedding, so your financial officer would not be sending checks for the wedding. You are sending those checks. Right. So that, to me, was just like a huge red flag. But then also, down at the bottom, and we didn't read this earlier, but he said, um, also, when you email that to me, copy my planner, whose name is, and then it has like a a man's name at gmail.com. And that, to me, was just a red flag because... I don't know a single wedding planner in the Indianapolis area who is male. So I asked Ulysses about it, and he said he doesn't know any planners out in uh, the area he lives in, in California, who are male either. I thought about becoming a wedding planner, so don't hate. 
I'm not hating. I'm just saying like it's it's rare. I think it's a shame there aren't more wedding planners. I know event coordinators and like venue managers who are male. I just don't know any wedding planners who are male. It seems like a very female dominated industry. Just like everything else, they do it better. Let's do some Q and A. Let's speak. Our first question comes to us from Devin Roland of Devin Roland Photography. And the question was asked in the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. That's our group. So the question is, how far out are you willing to book? Do you account for any raise in pricing when booking, say, two years out? And Devin gave like a later comment with some additional information. Specifically, she has someone asking for February 29th of 2020. I want that leap year. That is specifically leap day. But they only want four hours of coverage. Is that a set? Does that fall on a Saturday? Did, did you look at that? Oh, man, that that's a decent question. But as we know, Leap Day is a celebrated holiday. So I feel like most people would just yeah. take the day off and do whatever falls they on, want. Falls, falls on a Saturday. I feel like that that is going to be a very popular date. Yeah, I'm excited. So to answer your question, four hours, if I'm not making like one of my top two packages, no, I would not book a wedding two years out. Uh, we did book a wedding uh, two years out uh, last year for next year. Um, and that was sort of a oddity and it was someone that like really was like obsessed with us and she really wanted us wanted to lock it down so i just took uh, my rule of thumb is 500 dollars for every year between now and the wedding um is what we do so we took a thousand dollar deposit you know i figured if it doesn't work out thousand dollars more in my pocket so what you could do if you want is take a you know huge deposit and um if it doesn't work out I mean, if you really think you're going to book a February 29th wedding, you are. Uh, Here's the thing, really, though. Do, do no, that no, no, many no, no, people no. really get married on Leap Day? Here's the thing. I don't think a lot of people will get married on Leap Day, Dustin. And do you want to know why? Because... Because then your anniversary is only every four years. <laughs> no, Dustin, that's not why. Have you seen the episode of 30 Rock that takes place no. on Leap Day? I don't watch 30 Rock now. Well, I mean, sorry. it's not on air anymore. You couldn't watch it now. If you haven't seen the episode of 30 Rock, you have to. Leap Day is a special holiday. It's a magical day. Once every four years, there is a day that doesn't count. You can do whatever you want on Leap Day. It doesn't count. It's like going to Vegas. But in real life. Yeah. And there's a, there's a special man, Leap Day Williams. He comes from the ocean and he has gills. <laughs> and he is... Leap Day uh, Williams. Yeah. He is the proprietor the santa claus you could say of leap day so you know what next uh two years from now on leap day we're gonna do a special leap day episode <laughs> leap day episode it's gonna it. be all about the things that don't count but here's the problem then if you got married on leap day doesn't count oh man so why are people gonna get married on that day all i'm saying That's is if part. you're shooting a wedding on that day you got to make sure you get that check before the day yeah for sure and then, oh, then when the day comes sure. around, you just don't show up because it doesn't count. Man, oh man. The next question, Natalie from the Facebook groups. I took team photos for a client of mine. The team said they love them. No complaints. But then one of the girls used to be into 
photography. Dun, dun, dun. And she took this as an opportunity to glam up some of the photos without asking me. Then she post her, posted her glammed up photos on social media and tagged me. It, Love it. doesn't look like how I edit. On top of being their photographer, I'm also this team's website designer. And the main woman I've been working with mentioned this girl glammed up the fo- glammed the photos up. And she then said to me, I could use those glammed up photos on the website. Maybe my feelings are just hurt, but I feel disrespected that she changed my images without asking. The photos are for a professional team. It's not just a photo of her. Anyway, I don't want to reprimand her, but I also don't feel good about just using the photos and not saying anything. What should I do? So obviously, Dustin, we cannot, uh, we don't have permission to share the photo, so we can't post it in our group or anything. But it is a very creepy looking photo. It's three women, and they all look (laughs) very pleasant and nice. The, The creepy photo isn't the photo that was taken. The creepy photo is the glammed up photo where it's like, the person got rid of all wrinkles, made all their skin orange, got rid of any flyaways, and then made their eyes bigger, like creepy doll eye big. It's very strange. I didn't even notice that, I guess. Yeah, the top right girl. Look at her eyes in the one photo compared to the other one. I don't think that they're bigger. I think it's no, just they're when, bigger. She smooth, when she smoothed out. Oh, maybe the, yeah, maybe the irises. Are, yeah, maybe no, they they're are bigger, bigger, Dustin. They're bigger. It's creepy doll eye big. Huh. Um, I guess you I don't see ma- that. Like you just see Barbie eyes on like a normal human and you're like, oh, that's totes norms. You, totes you're norms. walking around like, uh, everybody has anime eyes basically. Like, yeah, that's, Sailor that's, Moon, that's, that's Dustin's jam. I mean, the first thing I noticed was like, why didn't she Photoshop that middle woman's legs? Ah, <sighs> Dustin, let's not get that's too the- deep in on the photo. As I said, since we can't share the photo. Can we oh, yeah. talk about whether or not you can glam up photos somebody else took? It depends if she had something in writing that said that, you know, she owned the copyright to the, or like, you know, that she was this, you know, sole proprietor. But if it's like one of the girls in the photo who glammed it up. No, Dustin, it doesn't matter because you don't relinquish the copyright to the people in the photo. They can't not, glam it up. That is producing saying, a copy of your photo and making changes to it. That is a violation of your I, copyright, Dustin. Correct. Correct. Steven is correct. I'm not saying what she did is legally right. Uh, wait, Dustin, doesn't stop. Um, you said correct. Correct. Steven is correct. And uh, that was so sweet and so beautiful to my ears. I just wanted to know if maybe you could say Steven is correct, like maybe one or two more times just... Just to make me but happy. Dustin, please. Not every. Please. Not every. If it, it, please, if she didn't. Ex- Dustin, please. This is the most annoying voice ever. <laughs> if you, as the photographer who took the photos, didn't explicitly tell them, like, you know, here is my edit. Please, if you would like, you know, something edited or changed, let me know. No, you don't explicitly um, it, have to say that. They're not allowed to change the photo. She even says this girl used to be a photographer 
But I think that's where your old school, like photographer mind and my mind go that we just think there's this, you know, clear cut, clear, clear cut, clear cut, black and white. This is right. This is wrong. But we live in such a digital age now where there's like a bajillion apps out there that brides and bridesmaids and clients are going to, you know, toss your photo in and try and make themselves look better. I mean, I'm and not they, suing people over that, Dustin, but when I see it, it makes me want to throw up a little bit. Right. And I understand that. That's what she is. She wants to throw up a little bit, but I'm saying, where do we draw that line to, I mean, where is the education for people to understand that like, oh, hey, you know, it's not okay for me to edit this. Even though I'm in the photo, in my mind, I'm like, it's my likeness. I want to look good in my mind's eye. Um, And so to her, huge Barbie eyes and orange skin that obviously, you know, she looks better and so to her, she's like, oh, I look much better now that I like use whatever app on my phone or computer oh, gosh, to do this. It does not look better, though, not in the real world. If she was actually used to be a photographer or used to be into photography, she would know how bad that looks. It looks like she used an iPhone app to do it, too. That's why, that's why I was referencing iPhone apps, because I've seen at weddings, bridesmaids take photos of themselves, then throw it into some app that, like, you know, smooths out their skin and like, you know, makes them look skinnier, brightens their eyes. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be out without a job in a few years. Really? That was your takeaway from bridesmaids doing that. Not, oh, they're going to look horrendous and they're going to hate these photos in the future. Uh, yep. That was my takeaway. You're going to be out of a job because of a fake little iPhone app that doesn't have anything to do with composition, posing, light, anything like that. It just smooths your skin and makes your eyes a little bit bigger. Nobody needs a professional photographer. They can just do selfies on their phone all day. It's kind of like, why do we need television? We have vloggers now. I mean, that would be true if it weren't for the fact that like Casey Neistat is putting out better content than most television shows in existence. So... It's not really the same yeah, yeah. because he's actually like doing harder and better work. And like a lot of the vloggers own better gear than what the television shows are using. And they're actually shooting higher quality stuff. Yeah. All right. And next question. I, no, no, no. We're not running away from this. Yeah. We're not helping yeah. anybody out. Uh, Natalie needs to know. Natalie needs to know. You don't get to just turn tail when you know that Steve's getting angry with you because you've said some really dumb stuff. Steve's always angry. No, 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 Justin. Come on. Uh, let's just approach this. She is the website designer. The person said to her, feel free to use these glammed up photos on the website. She's the photographer and the website designer. Should she be using the glammed up photos? It's obvious the woman she's in contact with would prefer the glammed up photos. That's when I just, you have to be confident and you have to be assertive and you say, hey, let's call her Julie. Hey, Julie. Uh, Julie. Thank you. Thank you so much for sending these over to me. Uh, but unfortunately, as you know, the content creation marketeer, whatever her title was, um, I'm going to use my version. But were you unhappy with the way you looked um, in the photo? Because, you know, I'd be happy to address that and maybe make some changes on my end. And then maybe that would start a conversation about like, oh, you're not okay with me editing your photos. That is a very smart and intelligent thing to say, Dustin, unlike the other stuff you were saying about how iPhones are going to replace you. iPhones are going to replace us all. Robots will replace us all, not iPhones. Come on, Dustin. Where do you think it starts? With computers? 
Siri, Siri and Alexa battling it out on a digital front. Oh, okay. So now that we've uh, <laughs> now that we've talked about how Terminator is going to happen in real life, um, yeah, no, I would agree with you. You just mentioned that, hey, uh, I'm not going to use these terrible, terrible looking glammed up photos. I would even throw in two terribles so they really know how bad the photos look to you and to your eyes and say they're not realistic. And when people see you, they're going to be like, what the hell? Why doesn't this person have orange skin and look like an anime, have anime character eyes or Barbie doll eyes? Um, So I'd just be like, like, that's super weird. Why would you want that on your website? It's a misrepresentation of who you are. And uh, then I would high-five everyone, and the universe would high-five me back, and then a million angels would high-five me. That's another 30 Rock reference. And um, everything would be all right and great with the world. All right and great with the world. Everything's coming up Liz Lemon. That's right. So next up on the podcast, Anna from the Facebook groups asked, where do you bounce the flash inside the church with a high ceiling? Where Stephen responded. What? Who? Stephen responded to something? Stephen responded with, find somebody with a white shirt or very pale like myself and bounce a flash off of me. I mean them. that true, Stephen? Yeah, that's basically true. Um, I am as pale as a ghost. Uh, In the summertime, if you take my shirt off, it looks like I'm wearing a shirt with hairy nipples drawn onto the front of it. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Too much. Yeah. Too <laughs> You're the one who started us down this road by saying things uh, about my skin pigment. So, you know, Dustin, you just got to handle it. But yeah, no, um, Dustin, have you ever bounced flash off of a human being or off of something that they were wearing? No, I, I definitely <gasps> Dustin, not. Dustin, you're missing out on one of the greatest things in all life. That look of confused befuddlement when your flash goes off right into their eyeballs. And they're like, whoa, is this going to happen all night? And then you're like, flash, 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 flash. And then they're basically blind. High fives. Sounds like fun. Yeah. No, I mean, that's how I do this. This this is how I work. This is the fun way to work. Yeah. Dustin, what would you do? High ceiling. You can't can't bounce the flash off that. Uh, You've already heard my good, good solution to this which is you know uh maybe a little bit rude to somebody i don't believe that there is a ceiling that is too high for me i i still bounce off a ceiling ceiling. that's painted black then now that's a different story a black ceiling and a high ceiling are two different animals uh for example we had a church two weeks ago with a very very high ceiling you know really like cathedral style church and um i was just you know one one over one power on my flash cranked up for family portraits and then high ISO. Well, you were bouncing uh, off the, the ceiling for family portraits. Oh yeah, baby. What, are you in the Sam Hurd school of photography? This is Dustin McKibben who brings a soft box on all of his couple engagement sessions to shoot outside and you're bouncing off the ceiling for your family portraits. Yep. I'm so disappointed in you right now. That's how I roll, man. I don't, I don't, I don't really care about the family portraits anymore. I used to bring like the old umbrellas and the mm-hmm. light stands and do that whole game. And uh, then I was shooting a wedding last year where I was doing video and the photographer was doing photo and she did the whole umbrellas and the light stands and everything. And the photos were so bad. And, um, but the parents were like, thought they were the best things ever. 
um, and were so impressed by her like setup that I was like, screw that. I'm going different approach now. I'm just simplifying family pictures. The only time we break out uh, a light on a light stand situation is if like the lighting scenario for family portraits is just brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, and and we can't control the lighting. So like, I actually will have the uh, church turn off all the lights in the church if I can. Um, or as many as I can in the front of the church, uh, for family portraits. So it's just my flash lighting them. So you just arrange everybody in a pitch dark room. Well, the, most churches have windows, Steve. Do they? The main thing I try to eliminate is the uh, the stage lights, like those like blaring hot lights coming that would illuminate the altar. Oh uh, yeah, the the ones that are typically like either way too yellow or way too blue compared to the rest of the lights in the church. Yes, those are the ones I try to cut. And uh, so we did a wedding last year at this same church. And I left them on for half the family photos. And I was just so unsatisfied with the way the family photos were turning out. And then finally, I, the wedding coordinator came up to tell me we had like 20 minutes left before we had to get out of the church. I was like, can you just cut those lights for me? Is that possible? And she cut them. And I was like, instantly better pictures. And you're bouncing and so, at this one off the ceiling? Was, Bounce flashing? Yep, bouncing. Bouncing it's away. Like you did you start doing this after you went to Sam Hurd's workshop where he said that he bounced flashes for his uh, family photos? Because he uh, nope. doesn't give a... F- uh, he also uh, shoots his family photos at like F1.2. Wow. I'm I'm not that brave. He's like, it doesn't matter if anybody's face is in focus other than the bride. Everybody else can be blurry. Right. But that's kind of his look is that super shallow depth of field. But for family photos, you don't do your look. Yeah, I know. Um, what do you do? What do you do? Do you guys break out lights? You kind of you kind of strike me as the all natural type. Uh, if we can do all natural, then we do all natural. But no, most of the time we set up lights. If uh, if we have it within our power, we try to get them to move outside somewhere, shoot in like a shaded area or something. Mm, I love outside shaded family photos. I that's one thing that I kind of regret on my wedding day is I just I unless the church is like beyond belief gorgeous and or you have like the most strong connection to that church that you need those family photos in that church. Outside family photos always look better if you can find the right spot. Mm-hmm. I understand the convenience of doing it up front at the church because everyone's there you know typically then you don't ever have to worry about weather or like grandparents mobility issues um but man yeah outdoor family photos nine times out of ten look the best so just your, your big thing is outside photos just move them outside well uh, we did the same thing we had a, one of those mega churches a few like a month or so ago um, where it's just like the most, it's, I literally think it's the biggest church in Fort Wayne. And, uh, the first question I asked when I knew we were shooting there was, can we shoot your family photos outside? They were like, no, and, we need these mega photos in the mega church. And they were mega like, man. they're like, well, maybe like grandmas and stuff. Can we do those like in the church? But like, we can probably do immediate family outside. And I was like, yes. So, Dustin, where do you bounce flash inside the church with a high ceiling, too high to bounce the flash off of, or a black painted ceiling? What would you do in that situation? Because you still haven't really answered that question. 
I'd still bounce it off the ceiling. If the ceiling's black. Yeah. You realize that black is a color that absorbs light and it doesn't bounce light. Uh, it absorbs some light. If the light is strong enough, it will bounce some light back. Okay, so, so it's a 50-foot ceiling and it's painted black. What do you do? Uh, you turn that flash on full power and you jack up your ISO and you hope to God you pack those extra batteries. Oh my gosh, you're a terrible human being. At least my response of finding somebody with a white shirt or very pale skin and bouncing off them is something that could actually work and help them out. You're just like, basically, you grab your ass and pray to God and hope things turn out. Yeah, it's a Desmond McKibben way. Well, unfortunately, you can't really hope that you're going to have a tall, pasty person walking behind you at a 45-degree angle the entire doesn't, ceremony. Doesn't, if I was shooting this wedding with you, I'd just walk up right behind you. I'd rip my shirt off and just let you bounce off my pale chest all day. I love you, buddy. I'd do it for you. Oh, we we need to create a photo of that for the thumbnail for this episode. It'd be like Superman if Superman had a beer gut. So so mm-hmm. beautiful and and spiritual. Mm-hmm. I, they love it in that church. Justin, that that's a show. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your host Dustin and Steve. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. If you want to join our Facebook group, just look for Wedding Hangover on Facebook. You can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. If you've been listening for a while and you feel moved by the spirit to send some positive vibes our way, we'd love it if you left a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you can leave a podcast review. It really helps us to find more listeners, which helps us to get more special guests who know more about photography than Dustin and me. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot. Another wedding. Or in Steve's case, three weddings. (laughs) I'm wedding free this weekend. Oh, man. You want to come shoot with me? This weekend? What's the pay? Uh, Free. Food? I gave you food. I'd Mm, feed you. Count me out. Desmond, is there anything else you want to talk about? Any personal problems? Um, Any business problems? Any uh, child-rearing problems? Any Netflix shows? I started watching a new show on Hulu called The Reverie. Mm. Have you seen that one? No. I canceled my Hulu subscription like a month ago. Oh. Why? Oh, because new episodes of Rick and Morty weren't going on it. So why? Yeah, The Reverie. That's what yeah. it's called. I had to double check. Yeah, so it wasn't, wasn't uh, called Rick and Morty, so I don't care. So the Reverie is sort of like a Inception meets Matrix type uh, show. Mm-hmm. It's a future-based tech company that comes out with a implant that allows you to essentially create a fantasy world, a virtual fantasy world, and you can kind of live it out. Um, and the problem is, is that people get so addicted to these fantasy worlds that they don't ever come out of the game. Mm-hmm. And so the show's based on this like hostage, FBI hostage negotiator that gets hired by this company who's got you know a troubled past, yada, yada. And she goes into these people's uh, fantasy worlds and like tries to get them out. 
That's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because like the last episode so was like Inception. Uh, That's what I said. Inception kind of mixed with a little mm-hmm. bit of the Matrix. Cool, good call. Because they're plugged into like some supercomputer type device. Are they that actually, in? Are they plugged in? Are they, are they getting jacked? It's it, it's some sort of a wireless, like there's a, a shot that they yeah, receive. Dustin, could you tell me some... how much jacking is going on in this, this show that you're watching? Would you say there's a lot of jacking, medium jacking? Little, little jacking? A little, a little bit. Just a little jacking? A little jacking. Yeah. A little jacking. L- little Jackie Shannon. Little, little jacking it off on the show? You're just upset because you lost your jacket, Steve. Still haven't got it back. Called the venue a few times. Never been able to get a hold of somebody who can actually help me out. Wubba lubba dub dub. What are you watching these days? What am I watching? Yeah, what's what's on the tube for, for Steve-O? You know, I've been listening to a new podcast called Neo Scum. Neo Scum? Yeah. So, you know, I got real into D&D for a while and I'm starting my own D&D podcast. Well, you say B, B&D? Yeah, B&D. Burgers and Dragons. Burgers yeah, and Dragons. Bob's drag. Burgers meets Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, no, um, no, I got real, real into D&D and uh, that kind of introduced me to the Adventure Zone well, the Adventure Zone is what got me into D&D, which introduced me to, uh, w- once I caught up on the Adventure Zone, Drunks and Dragons, and then via Drunks and Dragons, I got addicted to Neo Scum, which is a game called Shadowrun, which is not D&D, but it's a similar role-playing game, and uh, it's about people who live in a futuristic uh, futuristic Indianapolis. <laughs> What? Yeah. It's like a it's like a podcast group in Chicago and they start their story out in uh Indianapolis. It's all about like getting jacked into computers and uh like doing tech stuff. It's not like like there's magic, but it's not like magic magic. It's like it's all like tech magic and computer magic and matrix magic. It's fun. Huh. And they make a lot of jokes and they make me laugh. I don't. I don't. Oh, everyone. I don't listen to podcasts like that where people play games unless they're really funny and they make me laugh a lot. So. Yeah, I've got a lot of friends who are like begging me to get Fortnite. Um, I guess that's like the big. Do you have an Xbox thing right now? I don't. <laughs> nor PlayStation, nor PC. But yeah, no All Fortnite right. is a lot of fun. Like you just like build oh, stuff and you shoot things. Ian is addicted to it. He plays it at a friend's house, and then I've I played it a few times. I don't have an Xbox I'm Live surprised. account anymore, so I'm surprised you guys let Ian play that kind of stuff. <laughs> like I have any control over what Ian does when he's at a friend's house? Come on, buddy. It's true. Valid point. Yeah. See, we're not we're not to the friend's house stage of parenting. Oh man, Fortnite's on iOS. We can get it on our on our iPhones. What are we even doing this show for? We should be playing Fortnite right now. Oh my gosh. That's my, so that's kind of how that conversation came up when I asked uh, one of my friends if he wanted to be a guest on our podcast. And he said, I, I don't have time for that, man. I got to play Fortnite. Well, your friend sounds like a real piece of shit. <laughs> and avid listener of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. Oh, was it Phantom Producer Louis Novak who said that? He wouldn't do us like yeah. that. Yep, it was Louis Novak. He's like, I can't show up for my child's birth because I need to play Fortnite. Yeah, wow. Oh, it's Epic Games who makes Fortnite? Why did I think it's Microsoft? Gosh. I don't know. You're all kinds of misinformation oh, here on the gosh, podcast. Gosh, yeah, I'm a real, real Fox News right now. Fox News. 
Sorry, everyone. I've been real Fox News in it. Uh, Dustin, thanks so much for podcasting with me tonight. It was a blast. Oh. I had so I much fun. I need to go check on my daughter because I think I heard her door oh, open. No. So I will talk with you later, Steve. But text updates to me about your daughter and how she's doing before then. <laughs> All right. Later, buddy. All right. Bye. It a beer-breasted mama. Wedding Photo Hangover is edited by Steve Van Elk from Bespoke Tone. You can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs. Woo-wee!